Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone, it's another episode of the Roman Show for the week of August 13th. This week we welcome NFL Hall of Famer Anthony Munoz, who gives us the rundown predictions of this upcoming NFL season, and will the Miami Dolphins have an opportunity at the Super Bowl finally? Well, Anthony will give us his predictions. This plus much more on the Roman Show, which starts right now. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the face. Booster, go. Retro, go. Vital, go. Fly. Guidance, surgeon, go. Blind, go. We're going flight. GNC, we're going. Tell me, go. Control, go. 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 FAO, we are go. Network, go. Discovery, go. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Hello, everyone. Your host, Rodolfo Roman, alongside the dashing one, George Alonzo. And we are stoked because this Friday, George, Titan FC returns. At in Pembroke Pines, August 18th. The tickets are currently on sale right now, Ticketmaster.com. We'll go a little bit more in depth as far as the fight card and what to expect in our segment of MMA Showdown. But August 18th, this Friday, be there. The program airs live on UFC Fight Pass in Pembroke Pines. Titan FC returns with two stellar, pretty much I would go ahead as far as call, call them main events, but the first one. Uh, features Valdir Araujo and uh, Gustavo Eddie Ballard. Well, again, we'll, we'll go a little more in detail there. But, George, what's going on, man? How are you feeling? Doing good. Enjoying my air, cherry airhead margarita today. Uh, but everything's chilling. Everything's good. Uh, dashing, you know. It, it's good to know that, uh, like, you could survive such, around such temperatures when it comes to me being so hot, you know. I guess so. Aren't you diabetic and you're jamming, you're, you're soaking up some of this cherry margarita, whatever they call it? Cherry airhead margarita. They melted a cherry airhead, they put it into my alcohol, and uh, basically uh, everything's good to go. All right, that's, I, I guess I'll do the job for us. Hey, everyone, if you want to get a massage, you need to go to massagesinspace.com. They're located right here in Miami, Florida. That's massagesinspace.com. Check them out. I personally will be going out there this weekend. I can't wait. You ever had a massage? I get massages every week, but might as well try a new location, right? Why not? Why not? Alrighty, guys. I uh, also want to give um, quick information. We got two pro wrestling events uh, happening in Coral Springs, uh, September 9th. One is uh, CCW, and it's going to be featuring Hel- Hurricane Helms. That's at the Coral Springs Charter School, 3205 North University Drive, Coral Springs, Florida, and. I know that's kind of funky, but also in Coral Springs, 7201 West Sample Road. Ironically enough, this is a five-minute drive from each other, but Fighting Evolution Wrestling will have their event featuring badass Billy Gunn and WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long will be in the house. So you got two events. Listen, we're not here to pick choose sides. All I'm telling you is, or all we are telling you is, pick the show you want to go to. Yeah, what better thing for a wrestling fan? 
you know, wrestling fans are always asking, hey, what, how are we going to have uh, competition or more shows and et cetera, et cetera. And both of these promoters are giving that to the fans. They're giving both the competition and they're also giving more bang for your buck, more options to choose from when it comes to uh, a show to pick from. So, yes, it, it's a great, great uh, chance for you, the fans. Who wins in this? The fans do. Yeah, we get, you know, they pick and choose. Anime Miami returns to uh, the Miami Airport Convention Center October 6th uh, through October 8th. They're going to be featuring several guests from the comic book world, also pro wrestling. So far, they have Leva Bates, but I'm sure as time comes, more will be added to the bill. All right, well, let's go kick things off here with pro wrestling talk in Reality Check. Well, George, the biggest headline, let's just start, start off right now. This show is being recorded here on Monday, August 13th, or uh, 14th. But, uh, you know, just less than two, what, two weeks ago, less than three weeks ago, uh, I had the opportunity of interviewing Ric Flair, and now we get the news that he was induced um, in a coma due to some heart issues. Uh, he had a surgery. He is what well, he's, he's, he's had a successful surgery. However, he's not out of the woods yet as of the recording of this podcast. However, we want to send our prayers to the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. George, man, we just keep losing them by the minute, all these great legends. Well, don't jinx it yet. We haven't lost him yet. Uh, he's fighting, and we're hoping for a speedy recovery. Uh, you know, we're my prayers are sent out to the Flair family, and hopefully this is another one that... Ric Flair gets to low blow, woo in your face, put him in the figure four, and make him tap. So let's hope for the best here for Ric Flair, and and uh, hopefully we get another uh, chance to see him, uh, you know, jet flying, limousine riding, uh, wheeling, dealing, you know, kiss stealing, son of a gun, back on our televisions or in person or whatever be the case. Hopefully we get another chance. We also prayers to the Nature Boy Ric Flair. We all know that he'll pull through. Okay, now GFW has made the announcement of stripping their champion Alberto El Patron, formerly known as Alberto Del Rio, uh, because of the inf- you know the situation he's had with uh, Page has been very public out there. There was a situation uh, at the airport, the famous Orlando Airport incident. But you know, prior to the the, the recording of the podcast, George. You were mentioning that this was not really GFW who came up with the idea. It was Alberto Del Rio's idea of stripping him from the title. Yes, uh, from what I understood, it was uh, Alberto Del Rio's decision to strip him of the title because he went on, he, he posted a big lengthy uh, post on Instagram, I believe it was first, where he says that he wanted to make sure that people are well known, uh, well aware that, you know, he wants that no one's supposed to be treated more special than the other. That was his purpose. Uh, that everything's still on a positive, not to worry about anything. That this doesn't mean that he's never coming back to GFW. He has a matter, of, like I said, he a matter of fact, he still has a working relationship with GFW. Uh, it, like, but it still makes you curious. It still makes you question. 
hey, what's going on? What are we gonna see Alberto back in the GFW ring or whatever? He well, he quotes that one day he'll be GFW champion again. But time will tell because this was a very sensitive situation that went very, very far that should have never went that far. And basically it affected him not on a per- not just on a personal level, but on a professional level. So I guess the best thing to say is we got to wait and see. Yeah, according to a GFW press release, it states that the company uh, was disappointed with the manner that the situation was handled by our virtual patron. Regardless, you know, he's a great talent. It's 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 unfortunate that he and Paige have been going through it because both of them are great talents. But, hey, hopefully things shape up. We'll get the Rio back uh, on, on TV and Paige as well on TV doing what they do best, and that is entertain with their pro wrestling skills as good as they know how to do it. Well, obviously the big talk is SummerSlam this weekend, but before we take a little Look and a rundown at the SummerSlam pay-per-view. And also we have NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Adam Cole, formerly of Ring of Honor, uh, has signed with the WWE. This is a big announcement. And this is a major, major person that's coming into the roster of the WWE or NXT. Well, as a matter of fact, um, sorry for the shameless plug without permission. But, you know, earlier on Russell City Radio, again, yes, we are recording today on Monday the 14th. I, I record my shows on Mondays as well, um, on Wrestle City Radio, me and my co-host Ray Ramundo uh, spoke about the situation, and he broke the news saying that the name of a rumored group that they were working on in NXT will be known as the Honor Guard, and apparently what the plan is was that they were going to set up a group of former ROH talents or former ROH champions. Hence the, the the signing of Kyle O'Reilly and Bob and Bobby Fish. Now with Adam Cole adding on to that and Donovan Dijak and on top of that Leo Rush, it, it looks more than obvious. Uh, I don't know if the name is true. I don't know if the name is really true that that's the name they're going to stick with, or even if the stable's true. But hypothetically, if it is going to go that way, signs are showing that it is true. Well, we'll keep our eyes open as far as uh, what type of impact Adam Cole and the rest of the Ring of Honor guys that have been signed with NXT have on the roster. SummerSlam is this weekend. It's going to be taking place in New York, in Brooklyn, and you got great matches set up, uh, including, of course, the main event, which is the four-way dance with uh, Lesnar's title on the line. And then Jinder Mahal puts his WWE Championship title against Shinsuke Nakamura. And, of course, Alexa Bless versus Nia Jax and so forth and so on. George, which match of this uh, this one here do you think is going to steal the show? My money, obviously, honestly, I, I think that the Ginger Mahal and Shinsuke uh, is going to be pretty exciting. It, it, I don't know, but call me around. This might be like the first Asian... You know, Asian match. You know, two Asian wrestlers going at it for a for a big major title. Uh, two Asians. Uh, you're talking about. Oh, you're talking about Jinder and and Shinsuke. Yeah. Is is India considered Asian? Yeah, I did not know that. But like, basically, no. To be honest with you, I can recall off the top of my head when the last time two foreigners went and main evented a major pay per view. And on top of that, for the WWE title. Again, nothing taking away from the Universal Championship. 
It's one of the major titles, but when you really look at priority, I look at the WWE title because that is representing the company. And that's what Shinsuke Nakamura and Jinder Mahal will be going for. And personally, that's a first for me. I've never seen it. But if you ask me what's going to be the show stealer, I'm going to give it to Owens and Styles. You think this time they're going to bring it in though they fight each other? How many times? It's... Mr. Roman is is always about the numbers game. It's like Couture and um, and the Iceman. The first fight was good. Second fight was better. Third fight was amazing. Okay? Same thing with wrestling. Each match progresses. Look at what happened with Shinsuke and Baron Corbin. They're matching the pay-per-view. A lot of people were quoting it as a boring match. Then come the SmackDown right after where they faced each other. Everyone quoted, hey, that was a great match. It's, it goes with the program, man. It evolves with time. So, all right, let's get it. I, I got my money again on Jinder and Jinsuke. Let's see if either one of us here is right. But we want to hear from you. Info at theromanshow.com to find out who you think, which match will steal the show at SummerSlam this weekend. And don't forget about NXT TakeOver uh, Brooklyn this Saturday as well. Okay, well, the NFL season is just around the corner. Last week was the first preseason football game that we had, um, or the first preseason week that we had, and the Dolphins actually were victorious against the uh, Falcons. And, uh, you know, we lost Brandon Tannehill as a quarterback, but now we got Jay Cutler. And, hey, who knows what's going to happen this season. But, you know, one man that does know and has a pretty good grasp or an idea of what's going to happen in the NFL is NFL Hall of Famer Anthony Munoz, who was in South Florida for a camp to help children get involved with football. And not only do we talk about the sport itself, but we talk about how this sport is growing within the Hispanic community and all over Latin America. So Anthony Munoz, a former Cincinnati Bengals, gives us his 411 on his predictions of the NFL, his take on the Miami Dolphins, and much more. So coming up next... Anthony Munoz on The Roman Show, coming up next. Welcome back, everyone, to The Roman Show. And, well, the NFL season is just around the corner, and it's an, uh, it's an honor to have this NFL Hall of Famer, Mr. Anthony Munoz, uh, formerly of the Cincinnati Bengals here on the program to talk about, well, the NFL and also a, a great opportunity that some children had here in South Florida, the NFL 60 Characters Camp, where a lot of the children out here got uh, a little feel of what it is to practice uh, and train and learn from the experts of the NFL. Anthony, thanks so much for your time, and thanks for joining us here on The Roman Show. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Looking forward to being with you here. Thank you, Anthony. Now, NFL 60 Characters Camp, you guys do this in several cities uh, in the United States. How was it out here in Miami? Well, it was great. In fact, Miami is one of the first cities we started uh, coming to six years ago and doing the Play 60, uh, NFL Play 60 character camps. And, you know, it's been wonderful because, you know, when we went to the league office, my son and I, about seven years ago, and presented this idea that, uh, you know, we could take their Play 60 uh, campaign, the program, and then add character to it, they were excited about it. And especially because it became a Hispanic outreach, and that's what I was excited about. Uh, so when we started, six years 
years ago. Of course, Miami was one of the first cities. We did six cities, I believe, that first year. Uh, went there to Miami and Hialeah, as we've been going to every year. Uh, and it's been wonderful. That, you know, the, the coaches that we recruit there in the area, the facility, and, of course, you know, the kids that we get there are amazing. You know, we get a chance to, to use the game of football, teach them some football, teach them what it means to be a person of character and how to, you know, exercise every day and to eat well. And so, you know, we just don't go teach them football. And that's the thing that excites me is that we could teach them a lot of other things that are going to make them successful in life. So I'm excited and uh, hopefully this, this isn't, uh, this wasn't the last year in Miami. Hopefully we'll uh, be back there in Miami next year. Yeah, and, uh, and football is king here in Miami, South Florida. I myself, I played football, so trust me, we are huge fans of, uh, okay, of football great. here. I love it. <laughs> so be, being uh, being Hispanic yourself, how do you see the future uh, for uh, Hispanics in the NFL? You know, I just had the opportunity to speak to um, Chico Alonso, who's a place with the Dolphins. And how, how do right. we see it? Are we seeing more Hispanics in the NFL? Uh, when are we going to get to to see even more than what we have right now? Well, I think, you know, they're increasing. The number of Hispanics in the NFL is increasing, which I, I like. And uh, I think the more that, uh, you know, the NFL and we that have played the game, you know, the Hispanics that have played the game can, can be out in the community and, and use the game of football and teach the game of football to the youth and let them see that this is a viable, you know, career. If they, if they have the ability, the talent, and they work hard enough that, uh, you know, even being uh, Hispanic, that they can make it, make a look at guys. And hopefully every year you'll see more and more of the guys playing in the NFL. Uh, you know, for me, it was exciting because I played 10 years uh, with another Hispanic on the same offensive line since, hey, Max Montoya, who's from, you know, East L.A. also. And, uh, you know, but when I first comment came into the league, most of the Hispanics in the league were kickers. Now you see, you know, a diverse group. You see guys at the offensive line, wide receivers, you know, quarterbacks. So it's good that you're seeing a variety of positions because now the young people can see that and say, well, if Anthony Munoz did it, if this guy did it, then, you know, we have a chance to do it. So uh, I like that the numbers are increasing. Hopefully they continue to increase as, uh, as the years go on. Now, looking into the NFL, I know they've gone out to Mexico. I, I was in Mexico last year during the NFL season. It's amazing. Mexicans just love to go sit in, uh, in, in a restaurant, take the tequila shots, and watch some NFL. They're up to date. They're fans of the Chargers and other, uh, the other teams. But are we going to see the NFL going into other countries, other parts of South America, maybe even the Caribbean? I mean, it's just, it's just in their backyard. Well, yeah, it's interesting because, like you said, I was also there all last. Uh, I was there for a full week before the, uh, you know, the Raiders and the Texans played. Mm-hmm. And then prior to last year, it had been 11 years when I believe the 49ers played the Cardinals, and I was there for that game. Mm-hmm. When I was playing, I had a chance to go down to Mexico and do some clinics and some camps. So you're right. The, the Mexican people down there love the game very knowledgeable. They're going to show up. So, uh, you know, we're curious because the Raiders are going back down to play the Patriots uh, again this year. Uh, so as far as the fan base and the excitement, the knowledge, it's there. So I think it's, uh, and I see the NFL expanding internationally. It's just a matter of, you know, where they're going to go. But to me, uh, that's a pretty good place to go because of the turnout, love for the game. Uh, and quite frankly, I think any team that plays the Raiders down there is probably at a disadvantage because it was like a Raiders home game there last year, if you remember, uh-huh. uh, just about everybody had uh, silver and black on. But I think that's a, that's a, a, a great spot that, uh, you know, if, if expansion does take off and go internationally, I don't see why Mexico is not uh, a spot where they would really consider it. 
How about expanding maybe to places in South South America, uh, the Argentina, the Perus, even in Central America? Oh yeah, I mean that's you know all those spots. Uh, I'm sure uh, are, are very very excited about the game, the you know, American football. So I think they, you know, the great thing about it is they have options, and uh, and of course the travel time is not going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't take that long to fly down there. So that would be, you know, something. That I think if I was doing it, that'd be something to consider is the, the flight time. It's not uh, you know going to take you five, six, seven hours to get there. Mm-hmm. If they do it in London. Why not? <laughs> You know, just a few know, hours. That's what I'm saying. And for for someone that has has played the game, and if I had to fly somewhere, I would say I'd rather fly, you know, south and uh, you know, two three hours at the most, compared to seven eight hours, six seven eight hours. Yeah, you can't go wrong with it. And how about yourself? So, what are you going to be up to this season? Are you going to be commentating uh, in some of the uh, radio shows, uh, uh, TV, etc.? Well, for for a few years now, all I do as far as commentating, I do the Bengal preseason games on television for local TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I left ESPN uh, in 2000 when my kids went off to college mm-hmm. and played sports. So now during the regular season, you know, I, I get calls occasionally to, to do interviews. But as far as an official job broadcasting, I have season tickets to the Bengal games. So I'm, I'm usually sitting at Paul Brown Stadium every Sunday <laughs> afternoon or Monday night watching the Bengals. So what are your predictions? How, how are we looking into the season? Any upsets? Any teams that are going to surprise us, in your opinion? Well, you know, I think it's still, you know, the teams that continue to win, you have to unseat them. They're still, uh, even though they're getting older, uh, they're still pretty good. Of course, you know, you have to look at Dallas. I mean, they had a, a tremendous year last year. They got some great young players. Uh, they still have just about everybody. So I think in the NFC, uh, you know, Dallas has, has got to be a team that you look at closely. Um, you know, Seattle is always a team that's going to reload and uh, come back in the AFC until somebody beats the Patriots. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, so I, you know, there's some teams that uh, I think the Raiders have a chance to be really good. You know, Derek Carr and they got some. You know, now with uh, Lynch as a running back, their offensive line is pretty decent defensively with Khalil Mack. So I think you got about five or six teams that uh, you're saying if they play the way they're capable of playing, but then you always have a couple teams that step, step up and surprise a lot of people. So uh, I just love that it's just not one or two teams that you can say, well, this team's going to play this team, and no, let's just forget about the rest of the game. I think you have a, a few teams now that uh, have a chance to, when that last game is played in Minneapolis, Minnesota, that they have a chance to be there. So I have to ask you about the Miami Dolphins and your opinion on it. We just got Jay Cutler. Is is it how long does it take? You got a new quarterback potentially could be the starter, which is Jay Cutler from Santa Hill got hurt. How soon does it does a team work together to work together cohesively with this new addition of Jay Cutler? I mean, he just literally just came in last week. They have the the first preseason game this coming week. So how soon do you see we start seeing that chemistry between the, the offensive team? Well, the good thing about it, you have four regular season games. I don't know how much you'll play in the regular or the preseason, uh, four preseason games. I don't know how much you'll play, but it, it takes some time. And the fact that uh, Tannehill was there for a while, I'm sure you know he's under that system and getting used to the guys he's playing around. You always get some new new guys in there, but still, you have the majority of the guys still around. But uh, 
it's good that uh, Cutler was able to get there before the, the preseason started, so that's an advantage. Now, uh, you know, and he's been around the league for, for a while now, so, you know, when you have a guy like that, uh, usually he can adapt and, and, and get to know the system pretty well in a, in a quick amount of time. But still, it's going to take some time because it's, uh, you know, it's a total, I mean, especially with the quarterback position, the most important position on that offense, uh, and you have 10 other guys dependent on him. So, uh, you know, you hope that it goes quickly, but it's still it takes quite a bit of time. Well, hopefully us Dolphins can't keep Keep our hopes up high, Anthony. I want to thank you yeah, so much for your time. And uh, we hope to see you down here in Miami very soon. And, uh, of course, with the, the great programs you're doing and uh, and for possibly visit here our, our Hard Rock Stadium at the Dolphins game. Exactly. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the time and uh, always enjoy going down there. If it's, uh, you know, with the sporting event, uh, you know, with working with the kids, uh, it's always we always are welcome there. Uh, showing great hospitality. So we thank uh, all of you down in Miami for, for being so kind when we come down. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. George, all right, here we are now. Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather, just around the corner, August 26th. I, I'm sick and tired, honestly, of, of, of seeing the I'm done. Just just fight already. They're leaking all these videos and yada, yada, yada. So, well, you know what? I'm over it. I'm done with it. We'll talk about it when the time comes. We're having a uh, conference call this week. We'll be tuning in. We'll give you our two cents. But listen, great news. Matt Hughes, UFC Hall of Famer, was involved in a very, very, very dangerous, almost... I mean, the man was on the verge of losing his life. And he is has overcome this. He was in a coma... According to his friends who posted a picture, Matt Hughes, well, he has he says he has one more round left in him. So the great Matt Hughes is not going anywhere. He is recovering, speedy recovery for Matt Hughes himself, uh, a legend in the sport of mixed martial arts, not only as a fighter, but also as a trainer. He has gone and trained several great performers or fighters in the world of mixed martial arts. So speedy recovery to Matt Hughes. Titan FC takes place this weekend, this Friday, August 18th in uh, Pembroke Pines. Just want to give you two cents here. The two stellar fights that are taking place is Valdir Araujo versus Adriano Capitolino and Gustavo Eddie Ballar versus George Calvo. Gustavo, actually, we interviewed him. He is on our YouTube channel, uh, which you can see that interview right there. And by the way, we have the interview of George and Jason David Frank, which you could also see on our uh, YouTube channel, so you want to check that out, and also several interviews on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Roman Show Media. So, those two fights right there, Titan FC, you don't want to miss it. Bellar and Carvo is for the number one contender, so the winner of this fight will go on to face Jose Shorty Torres for the 125 Titan FC title. Let me tell you, it's going to be a great one. August 18, tickets on tail. Ticketmaster.com and maybe George, we might see some major surprises. I don't want to say some names, but hey, you gotta be there to find out to see who I'm talking about or what people I'm talking about. Yeah. Ronda Rousey posted a very cryptic message on her website. George, of course, we've all heard rumors about. We don't know what the future holds for this pioneer of women's mixed martial arts. But Ronda Rousey uh, was 
recently at an NXT show. Watching out, checking out the action. She's been at uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. She's been at some of the events out there for um, supporting her friend, Shannon Bezer, who's, who's not Bezer, who's also in, uh, on NXT in the Women's Classic. So, George, we don't know what the future of Ronda Rousey in MMA is. We know that she's been involved in a lot of acting and movie roles, but can we see Ronda Rousey training to become a pro wrestler? And the rumor is, George, Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey, WrestleMania in New Orleans. You see the green in that, right? Because if you don't, then you're blind. There's plenty of green in that ma match alone. That match alone could be a co-main event. Just because of how much people would love to see if this is Ronda's debut match against Charlotte, which Charlotte is a person that even if Ronda's still rookie or green or whatever you want to call it, Charlotte is a person that, you know, by that time, by that era, by that month, can carry a person like Ronda Rousey. So, again, there's plenty of money, plenty of green to see Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. Now, also, uh, you have to think of it this way. Like, I, again, I, I heard the same rumors as you. Um, I heard names like Brian Kendrick being the person to train Ronda Rousey. Uh, this is something that people have been waiting for for many, many moons in the wrestling uh, you know, scene. Even as far as Triple H. Triple H has said that he's open to, to work with Ronda Rousey in the WWE because every time he sees Ronda Rousey at an event, she always has a smile uh, on her face. So it's something that definitely, you know, will satisfy Ronda Rousey. Now, it's like this. We could show you the door, but you have to be the one to walk through it. So let's see if Ronda walks through the door. And you can see that Triple H has high hopes on Ronda Rousey. I mean, she's an athlete. She's a mixed martial artist. This, this would be, I, I would say, uh, as far as the high caliber, Ronda Rousey is it. Shannon Baszler made that transition from becoming a mixed martial artist to a pro wrestler. Okay, I'll give you that. However, you can't compare it to what Ronda Rousey, the level of Ronda Rousey. But Triple H is very high on her. She understands that she's charismatic. She understands the athleticism that she brings. For goodness sake, she took MMA, women's MMA, to another level. She was the first female, along with Liz Carmouche, to headline a pay-per-view. Something that at one time, no one ever believed would ever happen because the UFC president, Dana White, once said, you will never see women fighting inside the octagon. Well, he was proven wrong. He gave Ronda Rousey an opportunity, and we saw the success that the UFC mixed martial arts has had with women's MMA. Hence, she, was a, she got movie deals right after. She was in Fast and the Furious. This woman is money. And I'm sure that she's going to bring or do the same thing in the WWE. Triple H, if you're not signing this woman, I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. Ronda Rousey, I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. Get your ass inside a pro wrestling ring. Let's see you on a, on a squared circle and let's see what you could bring to the table. Because I think everyone, even MMA fans, are excited to see this girl. Although I can't wait to see, to hear all of the crap the internet's going to talk, 
talk about it. Well, here's the thing. Yes, the internet could probably talk a lot negative about Ronda Rousey transitioning to wrestling. But I be- I guarantee you the positive is going to overlap the negative. And here's here's another thing. Consider this. You were talking about Triple H and Ronda Rousey. Hey, get your butts in a wrestling ring and so on and so forth. Consider this. Journalists, fans, fellow workers, fellow promoters, etc., etc., they're all challenging Triple H and Ronda Rousey to do this. If they do not do this, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Because technically, the fans have spoken. They want to see Ronda Rousey in the WWE ring. The journalists have said, hey, we should see Ronda Rousey in the WWE ring. Even as far as JR going as far as saying Ronda Rousey being in the WWE is imminent. So if you don't do this, who really looks dumb? I mean, they have to do it. It's just a matter of time. And Charlotte Flair, the hottest thing in professional women's MMA, in my opinion, I think she literally is the hottest thing right now. The woman is phenomenal both on the mic and her athleticism is up there with Ronda Rousey's. So put them up one-on-one. I can't just imagine a promo. Ronda Rousey could cut promos. Mm -hmm. She can talk. And we all know what Charlotte can do. So, I mean, can you just imagine us going at him toe-to-toe, Charlotte calling out Ronda Rousey, how she lost to Amanda Nunes? Rumors are having that apparently it's going to start in Survivor Series as far as the, the little seed is concerned. And um, because rumors are speculating that we're going to see the battle of the four horsewomen at, at Survivor Series. So, if this is true, God hoping, WWE, you might be winning the lotto with this. Bang for your buck, Triple H and WWE. We'll catch you next week here on The Roman Show. We'll see you all at Titan FC. Get your tickets, Ticketmaster.com. You want a sip of my uh, cherry airhead margarita? No, sir. You can knock yourself out. Nah, come on. Have one sip. Nah, come on, man. Hey, one well, final thought. You know, I wanted to get this off my chest. We all heard about what happened in Virginia. This nonsense is going on there. Listen, man, let's all love each other. It doesn't matter the color, the race, the belief, whatever the hell it is. We're all human beings. It's like my coach used to say, George, no matter what, every single morning, right, we all wake up in the morning, we brush our teeth, we hope, although I saw some statistics there that there's like 6.8 billion people in the world and 3.8 billion people use toothbrush, that's pretty scary. But every time we put our pants on or our underwear on, we put it what? One leg at a time. So we are all the same, man. Cut the crap. Let's get together. And let's just make this earth, this world, a better place. With that being said, we'll catch you next week. We're here in the Roman Show. You haven't on? You haven't heard.